This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, the bye-bye man. Don't think it. Don't say it. 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 Ah, fuck. I just lost the game. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And you've lost the game too now, but I, and I'm Troy. I was thinking and saying it. <laughs> yeah. And no hot lantern today. He apparently is busy plotting Chris's demise. Yeah. Which is not as concerning as you might think. No, because honestly, like, my plot to, for Chris's demise is to just wait a number of decades. <laughs> yeah, wait him out. <laughs> eventually chris will have a demise i don't need to plan it i'll get but my all... head down vertical burial one of these days <laughs> yep but the problem is though chris if you were two scary ladies sewn together at the butthole in a trench coat which way is head down well i mean we're facing the same way okay i just really flexible i got it well, it's we're we're behold a behold, right? It's not, it's not that hard. So, I I kind of imagined you like stacked. So like one lady's head down, like her le- her hands I guess go into the shoes, and and then like is the rest of it's up under the trench coat, and the other one her is behold on top of other behold, and then she's the head with the arms. We tried that, but it was really hard to walk through doorways. Okay. On account of we were like you know, nine feet tall. I guess. But, I mean, Hotlanta manages it, and he's close. Fair. But, uh, so, like, so how is it oriented? Like, like, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Think of it like, uh, centaur style. Okay. We're okay. very, we're very wide. I got you. These are the important quest, hard-hitting questions that need to be asked. Yeah. But uh, thank you, Mr. Green, for recommending The Bye-Bye Man to us. I believe this was courtesy of the the silly gotcha game that we play on uh, on the Discord. I think one of us rolled it, and Mr. Green's like, hey, aren't you going to grab that? And I was like, no. He's like, oh, I thought I'd suggest that for the podcast. And I was like, no, it's not on the list. He's like... Well, I, I, I want to suggest, I'm like, okay, it's on the list. And now we've watched it. That we have. Indeed. So, uh, how does this movie start, Chris? Well, we start flashback style. 1960s. And there's a guy asking uh, some questions to a lady at her house. Who did you tell... Yeah. Who you said the name to? Yeah, and she's like, I don't know, Reginald or whatever. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. Let me get my shotgun. Yep. And he, But he's not a hobo. No. Or this is not hobo with a shotgun. No, it's certainly not. Nope. 
This is the bye bye man. Yeah. Don't think it. Don't say it. Don't. The game. And uh, thanks to the magic of CGI, he puts one through the door. Yep. And then when she she does catches he kick the door it. down, or does he unlock it through the hole? I don't recall. I don't either. Seems unimportant. It probably is. But he does crank the empty shell out, and it doesn't sound right because I'm an ass, and that's the kind of stuff I notice. Yeah. Yeah, you can sniff into a microphone all you want to, Chris, but God damn it, if you have the wrong fucking cocking and un- cocking and shell ejection sound for a shotgun, he will know. Yeah. He will know. It was too metallic. Zero out of ten. Hmm. Like, like, was it more bolt action or... Yeah, it's, it sounded like a rifle round coming out. Okay. Shotgun shells are plastic mostly. They don't. They don't sound that metallic. Yeah, just that brass cap at the end. Yeah. I've helped my dad reload them before, so I'm very familiar with shotgun shells. <laughs> but anyway, enough of my pedantic nonsense. <laughs> For now. For now. Is that foreshadowing or just me inflecting incorrectly? We'll have to find out. <laughs> It's a weird fl- inflection there, Chris. Weird flex. Yeah. So, uh, he takes out Reg- Lady. Well, is it Reginald in the house? Reginald is in the house and decided the best way to escape was to jump out of his wheelchair and crawl away. Well, I mean, no, I can't even think of a reason you would do that. Yeah, that, that, that didn't track for I me. Mean, I mean, because, like, so a wheelchair is a mobility aid, uh-huh. and so if you want to be more mobile, the last thing you should do is get out of your mobility aid. Oh, shit. I need to get away quickly. Let me get rid of this thing that helps me move more efficiently due to my medical issues. Yeah. Yeah. Good Good call, Reginald. Yes. And uh, Also, when he, when, he reads, when he reads books, he just takes his glasses off. Yeah. And puts it up to his ear because he doesn't understand shit, apparently. Yeah, yeah, you know, he goes to a concert, takes out his hearing aid. Actually, that might be a good idea. Yeah, that's not terrible. Yeah, no. <laughs> also, family dinners. It's not a bad idea. Okay, and, I, got, I got nothing for that one. No. So, uh, Gunman demands that Reginald tells him who he told. And he told... Girl across the street or her mom? I'm not 100% sure who. Like Anna and Miss something? Yeah. I don't know. Anna and the Apocalypse. So he uh, he takes out Reginald and heads across the street after them. And then we cut away. Yeah, but we do hear more shotgunning. Yes, but we'll get to that later in the movie. And then, uh, credits. That say things like, the bye-bye man. Yeah, and I think there's a train. Yes. Which? The, the 4241. Yeah. And, uh, so now we're in, uh, current day. Modern times. The 2010s. 
We meet up with college students. We have Big Love. Uh-huh. Uh Fluid Accent. Yep. And Sports Ball Man. Yep. And they've all gotten off-campus housing. That's yep. tw- and, 20 and minutes away. Yep. And they're super excited. So they uh they head out there and I guess they never actually saw the place before they rented it. He says yeah. unsure. And apparently they rented it from the guy who runs a greenhouse. Yeah, you know. He just had this rental property. Yeah, like I was buying some hostas and you know, said it just randomly asked if he had a fucking place for me to live. Yeah. Hey, that's a super nice selection of bulbs you have. Also, can I rent a house sight unseen 20 minutes away from a college campus? <laughs> I had some friends rent a house about two blocks from a college campus, and that place was falling apart. Did they look at it first? I don't know, honestly. Fair but enough. literally the stairs in the back fell off shortly after they moved in. So you could not go out the back door because you would just plummet to your death. Hell yeah, rental properties. Because when I say the stairs fell off, I mean like they were concrete. And so there was rebar sticking out of the back of the house that you could fall onto. So, yeah. Also, the floor sagged in various places. Um but the we they 1999 December 31st the people next door accidentally lit their house on fire with fireworks. That sounds fun. That just sounds yeah. fun. I had managed to go home before then because I was super drunk, and there was a dude who was like, "Anybody who's drunk and needs to ride home, let me know." And I was like, "Yes, sir, Mr. Brian, I need to ride home because I'm hammered," and I missed out on. As my drunken friend described it to the local news station, two giants and a midget were were shooting fire (laughs) and caught the house on fire next door. Wow. It bounced off the house, landed in the trash can. Trash can lit up on fire, which then lit the side of the house on fire. Did the midget or the giant do that? I Two giants and a midget. I don't know. I didn't find out about it until like the next day when I sobered up and one of my friends was like, oh my God, you missed the best thing ever. <laughs> Man, imagine the B-roll they were picking up if that was the one they went with. <laughs> yeah, they literally broadcast that. <laughs> uh, nope, that's the good one. Put that on the yep. news. <laughs> yeah. I love you, Ryan. <laughs> so anyway... Campus house or off campus housing. Yeah. And uh it's supposed to be furnished. But because they didn't look at it first, it turns out all the furnishings are in the basement in a big pile. Yes. Like all the chairs are stacked. I mean, that's not weird, right? Yeah. Oh, pedantic issue number two. That light bulb. Light bulb. Yep. Fucking <laughs> bug me. It was one of those light bulbs that had like a. It, they, it was supposed to look like one of those old and dust, like old light bulbs with like the strands of a filament 
around them in it, but it obviously was just like an LED strand. Like I have up in my office, actually, like the office that my wife and, and I work in during the day has th- one of those light bulbs in it. It's an LED light bulb. It does not flicker. Yeah, it, I didn't care for that because I'm terrible. And correct. So they uh, they unload the basement furniture back into the house. Yep. And then they throw a party! A yeah. housewarming party. Like you do. Yep. Because I assume they know a lot of people since it's their second day at a college campus that they've never been to. I mean, they're not freshmen, are they? It's implied that they just got to college. I thought they had just gotten back to college from the summer break. And that's possible. We're a shotgun shell and a light bulb into me not giving a fuck, so... Yeah, I mean, at this point, Chris has already checked out, because if you can't get your light bulb straight, the fuck can you make a movie? I'll give you a light bulb or a shotgun shell, but both? No, I don't have time for that. Wait till we get to the nail gun, guys. I'm a busy man. I don't have time for that shit. Guys and ladies and non-binary people. Yeah. Whoever you are. Yeah. So now they're taking their fucking Civil War furniture back upstairs. (laughs) I mean, the party is pretty bitchin', though. Yeah. And you know what I like at my college mixer? Uh... Middle-aged families. When your adult brother shows up with his wife and child. Yeah. (laughs) And your brother is Anders from uh, Balsar Galactica. You know, that that fan favorite. Everybody likes Anders. Yeah, no. No. Oh, (laughs) okay. I don't actually know. No, but if you if you ever watch Battlestar Galactica, the the newest the, the the newest one, it's a real good show. Second season's a little rough because they they were given more episodes than they needed to tell their story, so they needed to fill a bunch of shit. But other than that, that show's real good. And if no, you don't like the ending, you're watching it wrong. That's all I gotta say. Oh, that's a hot take. It, it kind of is, but a lot of people hated the ending. But I was like, that ending made perfect sense. I don't know why, why you're all upset. So, um, as party time is happening, the the child, the small child, yes, wanders upstairs. And just real quick, everything about the master bedroom bothers me. Is it because it's in the attic? I don't know if it's because it's in the attic or the Hobbit doors, or the fact that the bed is just... It seems like it's scaled incorrectly somehow. I don't understand how any of it works. So it's a non-Euclidean bed. Yeah, I don't I don't care for the attic room. It, <laughs> it weirds me out. Yeah. And there's like, yeah, there's like that crawl... There's like a... Like that, yeah, that little short door that you could go into, like some kind of storage crawl space if you wanted to. It had a built-in was, dresser. It was weird. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, doesn't your egg have a built-in dresser? Uh, no, it's full of insulation and feces, like a good attic. Yeah, yeah. I gotta put a screen over a, a vent 
into my attic so the birds stop flying in and out of it. See? Like a real attic. <laughs> and uh, she finds, she hears a gold coin clink to the ground. And yep. she she's going to take that bitch. Yeah, because she's a kid. Like, I mean, you find, like, a fucking coin falls out of nowhere, you take it. Yeah, but then she doesn't and puts it on the nightstand of despair. Yes. And tells her uncle, hey, don't uncle worry, I didn't love. I didn't take your doubloons. Yeah. Your your pieces of eight are safe with me. Yeah. Your, your period correct currency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, if, it, if, if she hadn't, Chris would have pulled out his period weapons with which to defend his period currency. Yeah, that's a deep cut. That's a... That's a pre-episode 100 cut. <laughs> Super deep cut. Yeah. Uh, so, naturally, everybody goes out to play baseball. With an object which is not a baseball? I think it's like a little Nerf football? Yeah, I don't know what it was. The fuck is all I said. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, my and college we, experience was online when I was in my 30s, so maybe that's accurate? I don't know. I mean, my first college experience was when I was between the ages of 18 and 21, and I didn't actually go to many classes, which is why I have a second college experience from the age of, like, 30 to 32. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, I did not play weird baseball games with non-baseballs. So after the sports ball game, he finds the coin. Hold up. Name escapes me. Big Love? Yeah, Big Love finds the coin on the ground, puts it in the drawer, and then it falls right back out. And then he pulls open the drawer, and there's just, like, a slot in the back of the drawer for the coin to fall out. Yeah, and he's like... Pfft. Also, there's a lot of funky writing inside of it. Yeah, it says, uh, don't say it, don't think it. Yeah, in a big spiral. Yeah, Uzumaki style. Yes, Uzumaki. And, uh, but one of, uh, Fluid Accent's, uh, friends is staying late after the party to perform a cleansing ritual on the house. Oh, wait. You, know, like, you forgot. He ripped out the contact paper and it said the bye-bye man. Oh, yes. It's very important. Very important. And, uh, yeah, and so their friend, uh, not Nev Campbell. Yeah. Uh, is there, and she has a little seance and uh, sports ball man is just macking on her the entire time because he is single and she starts like says something about how Big Love's parents died in a car crash and he's like oh you probably heard that story from Fluid Accent who is my girlfriend and she's like no like I'm good if I've just always been a little psychic and so he goes and takes a set of keys and puts them in a pot in the kitchen. Like you do. And he's like, well, what What did I put where? And she's like, 
yeah, dude, you know, whatever, just fuck you. Anyway, it, they're the fucking keys in the pot. And he's like, oh, shit. You heard them, didn't you? And she's like, for Jesus fucking Christ, dude, like, don't put me through tests and then, like, not accept the outcome of your test. Yeah, like, what's the deal with that? And so he's all like, okay, fine. Let's just do the seance. But then she, uh, she starts getting some bad, uh, bad mojo. Yeah. Like, well, she picks up, like, his parents and his brother, like, as, well, his parents as ghosts and his brother is, like, you know, trying to protect him and maybe, like, stretching himself too thin trying to protect Big Love. And then she starts saying, don't think it, don't say it, don't think it, don't say it. And they're like, don't think what? And then she, like, spits out the bye-bye man and then all the lights go out. Yeah. And, uh, everybody's spooked. Yes. Not on spooked. account. Spooked. Yeah. With a K. Yeah, spook. Duh. Thank you. So they all decide to turn in for the night after that because it's all spookifying. Yep. Ooh, oh, oh. And, uh, he wakes up, or he's, so his girlfriend, so fluid accent, and we say that because, like, she kind of starts out with a mostly American accent, and by the end of the movie has just slipped into a British accent, which I'm assuming the actress is British, but I'm not sure why her, she has such a variable accent. A um, variable accent day. Yeah. <laughs> he is variable accent day. And, uh, yeah, and so she's, she's, she's started picking up a cough. Yeah. And as she's falling asleep, she says, I love you, John, which is the name of sports ball man, not of big love. Yeah. And he's all like, what? Yeah. And he was always kind of like, like they didn't really like sports ball man and variable accent didn't really like flirt, but they were just like. A, a man and a woman who were friends and like you could always see Big Love kind of looking at them like are they flirting or are they just friends I can't tell yeah earlier in the movie and so when she says I love you John he's like wait what 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 you say? and uh he heads downstairs because he hears sounds yes and at first he thinks it's just the sounds of coitus from uh, not Nev Campbell and Sportsball. But then he uh, hears it outside. And a variable accent comes down and she's like, what are you doing? Well, she comes down like in a gratuitous... Well, if, if this wasn't a PG-13 movie, it would have been gratuitous nudity instead of just gratuitous like underwear shot. Yeah, I imagine the original script that wasn't PG-13 said tits hanging out, and then they had to cross it out. Yeah, because she was like, I'm not going to do nudity. And they're like, oh, okay. We wouldn't ask you to do that backspace, backspace. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, of course. We weren't even going to ask you to do nudity. It's, as long but, as it's tasteful and plot relevant. Yeah, you know, like all nudity is. I don't know. So, uh, I mean, I just, I use nudity for character development at home, so that's, you know. 
Is that is that a euphemism? I'm not 100 percent sure. No, no, that's how I develop my, my that's how I personally develop myself. Nah. I use nudity to get rid of unwanted solicitors. <laughs> I did actually have some Jehovah's Witnesses knock on my door. I answered like in just my boxer shorts and they never came back. And I call I considered that a plus. Yeah. No. Oh. Do you have a second? <laughs> to talk about the good word. Yeah. I mean, one of them was kind of a cute girl, but like her mom, I think, was with her. And they did not come back. I've seen movies that started out like that. Yeah, usually they're on Pornhub. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Or I mean, one of the other board websites that I can't think of the name of off the top of my head. There are no Red more. Tube. Yeah. Red Tube. Anything you search on Bing for some reason? <laughs> yeah, just search any porn star's name and you will get links to various porn sites. So, uh, I don't know, nighttime creepiness. Yeah, there's something like outside that he hears like a scratching or something. There's something scratching the outside. Yeah, of the house. The scratching's from coming from outside the house. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's normally the way it works. Oftentimes it's just a tree against a window. And uh, so the following morning... Sports ball takes not Nev Campbell home. Right. And, and apparently he had trouble performing that night, actually. Yeah. Which, and, uh, yeah. And she's like, that's okay. It doesn't, it happens to men sometimes. And of course, he's like, never happened to me before. But then he sees maggots in her hair. Yeah. And he's all like, oh, grody. To the max. One hundo P. There we go. <laughs> it's so fun to say. I feel bad for saying it. But wasn't it fun to say? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't no feel pee. good about it. That's fine. And just embrace it, Chris. Embrace the P. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> I mean, not right the second, but eventually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, wait, no. Oh, oh, okay. No, nah, I'm I'm building anticipation. There you go. So I, I I can weave a hell of a narrative. <laughs> you can tell by the way I've scripted all these podcasts up until now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we also know that you voice all of them, Chris, so it's fine. That's true. It's really just <laughs> me. The spoilers. Yeah, with your well, your eidetic memory, where you can remember everything we've said, and then you just re-record it in better audio. Yeah, I got a lot of free time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he like so sports ball man kind of just kicks her to the curb because well, she's got maggots in her hair. And, yeah. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, and he comes back, and uh, Big Love is checking out the side of the house where there's like scratch marks in the foundation. Yeah. Yeah. It's sports ball. It's like, nah, nah, that was just guy that was here last night. You know how yeah, like, he's were always, those, were those there before? And you know, and big Love's like, no dude, like this foundation was scratch free. We're going to lose our deposit. Yeah. I went through and looked for giant gouges. Yeah. 
We didn't circle that on the diagram before signing. Yeah, and Sports Ball's like, yeah, whatever. It was just some dick. He decided to put giant gouges in our fucking porch or whatever the fuck it was. No, it was stone. It was brick. Yeah. And uh, he heads into the kitchen where uh, variable accent has some kind of weird hallucination-y thing. Oh, yeah, because... Yeah, sports ball goes to take a shower because, you know, he's got the almost sex smell all over him because he couldn't perform last night. It smells uh, like ED. Yeah. And uh, they had to wash the lack of testosterone off of himself. And, uh, yeah, but then she sees him, like, come out of there and, like, they pull, like, it's, like, fucking, um, God damn it, there's a music video whose name I cannot fucking remember now it's gonna drive me nuts <sighs> never mind never mind that joke failed just chalk that one up as a loss it happens to everybody sometimes troy yeah yeah not to me <laughs> <laughs> uh but he comes out and like they shoot as close to his pube line as they can yeah and, and still keep it pg-13 yeah, I mean, in fairness, dude. Oh, D'Angelo. Yeah, that, that music video by D'Angelo. Okay. You don't know the one I'm talking about, do you? Of course I don't. <laughs> okay, well, I will look it up while we continue to discuss. Yeah, so... And she's like, uh... And he's like, yeah, you want some of this, don't you? And she's like, uh... And then he kind of just disappears. Yeah, he's all like get rid of the zero and get with the hero, which may or may not be a direct quote from Cool as Ice, the Vanilla Ice movie. (laughs) And, uh, boyfriend guy, whose name escapes me. Big Love. Big Love's like, hey, you spaced out for a second there. What's going on? She's like, oh, nothing. I'm just coming down with a bad case of virus. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so they decide to go educate themselves on the so-called bye-bye man. Yeah. While a variable accent goes to the greenhouse where the landlord works to ask some questions there. Yep. And uh, variable accents like, hey, man, your house is all fucking creepy and whatnot. Okay, so the the song is Untitled, parentheses, How Does It Feel by mm. D'Angelo. I expect you to look that one up later, Chris. Seems titled. Yeah, I Just, was like, it's untitled, but it has a subtitle? I don't see how that works, but... Yep, it is not 100p. Who am I to judge the creative machinations of D'Angelo, I guess? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of women who watched in the 2000s and probably gay men and bisexual men and women who were like, yeah, no, I know exactly the video you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, Landlord basically says, uh, 
I don't know. Whatever, nerds. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Also, I think he is the one of the producers. That would not surprise me. And then we have uh, Sports Ball Man. And, uh, well, well, he, she gets... She asked about some of the the furniture and gets furniture. an address. Yeah. Like, who did it belong to before you, know, yeah. you got a hold of it? He's like, well, I just so happen to have memorized the address of where I got the secondhand furniture because I'm a yeah. maniac. On the floor? Yeah. I'm memorizing addresses like I've never memorized them before. <laughs> nice. When I pull that string, it's full of post-it notes with addresses on it. <laughs> it comes, like, sprinkling down on you. And yeah. they stick to you. It's all nasty, but, you know. Yeah, watch where you step, because then you just stick them to the floor or your foot. Yeah. It's, you did not think that one through very well, Chris. Hey, man, I was just following my art, you know? Yeah. Your muse spoke to you and said, post-it notes. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, you're shitty muse. Yeah. Well, that's what you get when you use 3M as your muse. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, but then, like, Sports Ball Man sneaks into his English class late, and then he's instantly pulls up his Instagram to start flipping through there, or his gallery to start, like, looking at photos for some fucking reason and he's like smiling at his photos and then the photo comes up that he didn't take and it's kind of sapia toned and then he goes to the next one and it's like a sapia toned dude in a sapia toned cloak with like a sapia toned dog looking thing and it does like I, have you played any of the room games on your phone Chris yes or on, on your computer it kind of does like one of those video effects that the room has for like when it makes pictures move. Mm-hmm. And then he freaks out and then like the professor slams a book down on his desk to, to like break him out of his uh, trance and everyone laughs because you fell asleep. Uh, nerd. Well, not nerd because nerds don't fall asleep in class, Chris. Nerds pay attention in class. Fucking nerds. Yep. Nerds. And uh, meanwhile, Big Love or whatever. Yep. He's at the library looking up uh, all the secret origins of the Bye Bye Man. Of which he finds nothing at first. Types in the Bye Bye Man into the search. Nothing comes up. So then he changes the location he's searching to some other library and searches the bye-bye man and nothing comes up. And then he searches something he, else. He looks at the the don't say it, don't think it. Oh yeah, he looks up don't say it, don't think it. And one, one result pops up. It's in the dead file. Number sixty nine, nice. Yeah, and uh, and it's credited to someone named Redman. 
Not Redmond. Redmond. He could not afford the D. And so then he goes to wherever that place is, and we find out that the dead file is the place where they file stories that were written but never published at the newspaper. Yeah, that seems like a thing that actually happens. I'm sure it does, actually. I don't know. But like you see, yeah, like the story was submitted, but it was never published. And they you know, it goes to number 69. Nice. And uh, they pull that out. And they she makes it put on gloves to handle the documents because, you know, the oils and shit on your hands will ruin paper after a while. True. So. Yeah. So and then she says. So he reads the article. It's about some. Some kid in Deerville, Iowa, which does not actually exist, um, who murdered his family because the bye-bye man made him. Like you do. Mm-hmm. And then when he, so the guy got back to Wisconsin, where he's from. I'm sorry. Let me say that with an Iowa accent. Wisconsin. And uh, he uh, writes writes up the article, but doesn't decides that it shouldn't be submitted or shouldn't be published, and then goes and murders his family. I'm sorry, murdered Erdlers, his friends and family. And that's what we saw witnessed earlier. And, like, they have a whole discussion with, he has a whole discussion with the librarian about how if you, if you erase all records of something in the past, it's like it never existed. Yeah, that's the real 1984 shit. So, like, that must have been what that Redmond guy was trying to do was erase the bye-bye man from existence by erasing all record of him, by killing everyone who knew about him. Yeah. Or had heard the name. If only you had seen that happen an hour ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because at this point, we're at least an hour into the movie. Legit. Yeah. Um, And then... He starts crossing out the bye bye man in all of the the uh, the document, like the the article that was written, the sole copy of the article. And as he's doing that, he looks up and like the bye bye man is in the library, and he looks down and crosses out a bye bye man and looks up and he's a table closer, and that happens a few more times. And then when he's gonna like he's at the the nearby table next table over. And then he scratches out the last one, and he, and then he's startled by the librarian. Yeah, the classic librarian jump scare. Yeah, yeah, the librarian scare. Yeah, and she's like, "Man, what are you doing?" And he like looks at his phone, and it is like an hour later, all of a sudden, and his phone has no power, and he like, "I I'm late," and runs off. Yeah. And he uh, just so happens to see sports ball and variable accent looking uh, a little too close. Yep, it, on you know on the hood of um, sports ball's car, and then they get into sports ball's car and drive away. And he's trying to like watch them in the reflection of a mirror or a window in a nearby jewelry store. And then the bye bye man's face pops up and cracks the window because I guess he's ugly enough to crack glass with his face yeah it gives them a bad case of the spooks 
Yes. So he decides to get a hold of uh, not Nev Campbell. And he's like, hey, look, look. I know I was calling you a big fat faker fraud phony, but uh, yep. turns out that you were right on, man. My parents are dead, and the keys were in the pot, and also the bye-bye man. Yep. And she says, and he's like, I want you to come, like, do another seance in the house so we can, like, put all this to rest. And she's like, okay, I'll be right down. And then washes, like, a bunch of blood off of her hands. Yeah. And then she comes downstairs with, like, a bag with, like, a wooden handle sticking out of the top of it. Totally inconspicuous. Yep. No way you could have rotated that 90 degrees to fit it inside the bag. Nope. It would not have fit. So they're uh they're heading back to the house. Right. And uh not Nev Campbell hallucinates car crash by the train well, tracks. She, well, she says like on the way there that like you can like he can make you see things that aren't there or not see things that are there. And then a minute later, she sees a bunch of people in a car crash on the side of the road. And Big Love just drives past it because he doesn't see it. And she never once questions whether or not that might be real. Yeah. Instead, she forces him to pull over and she starts running towards the car crash, which is on the train tracks. Yeah. And, uh, Big Love's like, hey, uh, what you doing? And she's like, we have to, I have to help them, and starts, runs off, and he's like, huh, well, since you're not in the car anymore, I wonder what this handle sticking out of your bag is. Yeah, I better grab it. Definitely. And oh my gosh, it's a bloody-headed hammer. Yep. And instead of just putting it back in the bag, he decides to follow after her as she runs towards the train tracks, and you can hear like the train whistle, like signaling that oh, it's approaching an intersection, and the fucking guard things are going down, and the lights are flashing, and the bells ringing, and so he's chasing after her with a hammer as she runs towards the train tracks, screaming and shouting and yelling. Yeah, and he uh, he Willy Wonka's it, and it's like no, stop, don't, and does it. Really, nothing to stop it. Nope. Uh, doesn't he, doesn't speed up at all. No, he's just like, hey, don't do that. Hey, hey well, you know, train train's coming. There's there's a train. Where are you going? There's nothing. The train. That's a real train. train. Actual train. Yeah. Um. Don't. No. No. Now he says no, but the train conductor, train driver, says. No! It hits the brakes. It's fucking hilarious. It's, it's super funny. No! Yeah. I mean, kudos to Train Conductor, because that's all he has to say in the entire movie, and Motherfucker like went for it. Like I'll give he him credit. It. Yeah. Yep. And uh, she and gets splattered. Yeah, she like turns and looks at the train, and the train just like plows right into her. And I'm not sure how realistic the, the impact was because I've never seen anyone hit by a train and I hope never to. <laughs> I'd imagine there'd be a lot more gooification. I would have 
Well, you know what probably happened, Chris, is they didn't actually hit a person with the train. They probably used, like, a dummy or something. Oh, you again. You think everything's just <laughs> movie magic. This is clearly a, a real-time filmed true story. Oh, my God. That Pet Cemetery 2 IMDb trivia is fucking hilarious. Again, if no one's gone back and read that yet, read it. You, it's It's just mind-boggling that someone thought that needed to be put in the trivia. And they're just making sure. They thought maybe it'd blow your mind, you know? I guess. Next thing you're going to tell me, wrestling isn't real, Chris. I would never say that. <laughs> so, uh, inexplicably, several hours pass as the police and whatnot descend on the scene. Well, no, no, he goes... Oh, no, you're right. Yes. Yeah, and uh, the police detective, Detective Hogarth, is there. Uh-huh. And she is like, so you were chasing after a woman with a bloody hammer who had escaped from your car and got hit by a train. Is that right? And he's like, well, I mean... That's one way to read things, but the other way to read things is that, no, that's not what happened. I mean, you're not wrong, but also you're not right. Yeah. And also, I can't tell you what really happened because that would force me to say the name that I don't want to say. Because if I tell you, then you'll be infected. And so I'm just going to be cryptic and guilty seeming. Yeah. You know, for the plot. Yes. And also a variable accent day and uh, sports ball man both show up as well. Yeah. Because that's usually what happens at active crime scenes. People show up and yeah, hang out. all your friends. Hey, you want to come down and hang out with me at this active crime scene? Yeah. Cops, the cops said it was cool. Yep. There's an, ex- there's an exploded lady, but it's fine. You know, your best, your, your friend from school that got fucking pasted by a train. Yeah, maybe we can hang out. But don't say the name. Yeah. So he gets taken in for questioning because, of course, he fucking did. He got a bloody hammer and shit. Like, yeah. And the, um, and, uh, variable accent day and, uh, sports ball. Sports ball man go home because. You know, very accent stays freaking out because her friend was killed by a train and sports ball man. And also she but she also saw like Hogarth's eyes and mouth bleeding profusely and sports ball man like is thinks big love is acting weird. And also the girl that he almost banged just died or attempted to bang and failed died. Um, and so they both go home and yeah. Big Love ends up at the police station. Yeah. And, uh... Detective... Whatever. Hogarth. Hogarth is like, hey. Uh... We found a suicide note. So you're exonerated, because it turns out... Well, because the Nev suicide Campbell. note was that... Uh, not Nev Campbell had killed her roommate... And the three people living in the house, all three who are still alive, yeah, uh, 
but she confessed to killing them and herself before killing them and herself. Yeah. So, you know, it's not wholly accurate. It was attempt to, it was an attempt to be accurate. Yeah. And uh old Big Love goes on a monologue about would well, you wouldn't tell your kids about murders, would you? Murderly Erdlers. You'd just give them hugs and whatever, so you didn't have to tell them about the gruesome details of your job. Yeah. So and that's why I can't tell you what's really going on. Yeah. And Hogarth is like, hmm, that seems reasonable. You've made a good point, apparently. We're not so different, you and I. Yes. And uh, so his brother comes to get him out, even though it would seem like they couldn't hold him anymore. So I'm not sure why he's there. Well, he just picked him up from the station because the kid didn't drive there. But he got back into his own car. Yeah, I don't know. Ah, the bye-bye man did it. Yep. (laughs) He hallucinated Bale. (laughs) Yeah, that's how the bye-bye man works. Don't worry, don't worry. There's plenty of explanation about how all this stuff works before it... Oh, no, I'm... I'm sorry. You're you're grossly uh, misunderstanding how things work here, Chris. Yeah. I was I was thinking of another thing. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So uh he heads back home. Big love. Yep. And he hears sports ball and variable accent day going at it hard. Oh wait. Is that right? Or is it the other thing first? What's the other thing? Then he goes to see the lady. I don't remember oh. the order in which this occurs. No, no. Um, fuck. No, no. He does. He does go in to see them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he tries to make a desperate phone call to a variable accent to say, don't believe anything you see because everything is full of bullshit and hallucinations. Yeah. And uh, it, when he gets we're home. in high tension. Yeah. He, when he gets home, he immediately succumbs to bullshit and hallucinations. Yeah. Because he believes that, like, yeah, Sports Ball Man and Variable Accent Day are, like, they're, like, gone all the way through Pound Town, and they're on their way to, like, I don't know, like, Balls Deepville. Yeah. Turns out he had that little problem worked out, I guess. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So he uh he gives sports ball a baseball bat to the head. Yep. Realizes that it was a hallucination. Ties him yeah, up and apologizes. Yeah. Yeah, it's great though cuz like sports ball like takes the blow to the head and he's like, "Hey dude, like what's going on? Like what the and he just kind of like slowly like, kind of stumbles to the ground and then just kind of like loses cognitive function function and passes out, which I think is probably fairly accurate to what would actually happen if you took like a blow to the head like that. Like you don't just like collapse. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that's a weird bit of realism in this movie. <laughs> and this is when uh 
Big Love finds the address and is like, ha ha, address. I'm going to go check up on furniture. Yeah, because uh, Variable Accent Day had it in her hand when she fell asleep. Conveniently. And, uh, yes. Because I don't know why she couldn't have given it to him at any point earlier in the movie. Like, I don't know when they were like at the train accident, but. Yeah. So he drives to uh, drives to someone's house while listening to a cover of um, Bye Bye Love. I don't know who sang it. He got su- super amped about it, though. Oh, yeah. And like he looked like and his he looked like shit, like his eyes were all black and sunken and like like he looked like he not slept like four days. Yeah. He definitely did not take any meth. No, not even once. Nope. <laughs> so he meets up with uh, motherfucking Faye Dunaway of all goddamn yeah. people. Yeah, how they got her in there, I don't know. Oh, and, and Hogarth, in case you're not familiar with uh, Jessica Jones, is uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. Trinity? That's too obvious. Fair enough. So uh, he meets up with Faye Dunaway, who is the wife of the guy. Redmond. Redmond. And he's like, how did you escape the bye-bye man? He's like, well, I obviously I well, didn't no, know you doesn't... dipshit. He doesn't say the bye-bye man to her. No. How did you escape this? How did you get away all these years? Because I didn't know, you fucking moron. Like, how do you think? Yeah. Well, but we also get the rest of the shot from the... Uh, the rest of the, the... The scenes from the beginning of the movie where he chases Anna and the apocalypse into their house and shoots them both. And then the bye-bye man shows up and is like, ah, ha, ha, I'm going to get you next. And he's like, no, you're not. I'm going to drink this drain cleaner instead. Yeah. And that's how his story ends. Yeah. And, uh, big love. He tries to shoot himself in the head. He tries to, like, blow his, like, he tries to, like, pull a Kurt Cobain, but the, the shotgun was out of shells, so... He drinks drain cleaner instead. Like you do. Out of a paint thinner can. Delicious, delicious paint thinner drain cleaner. Mmm. Two, two, two products in one. And uh, hallucinations make him think that Faye Dunaway is on fire, but she is not. She's on CGI fire. Yeah. And uh, it's implied that there's a ghost trade. Yeah. Because train, because somebody lost 19 pages of the script at some point and they just went yeah. with it. Yeah, I don't know. My computer crashed. I just kept writing. It was fine. Yeah, and uh, but he also comes to the conclusion that the bye bye man feeds on fear. So if you aren't afraid of him, he can't do anything to you, and you can starve him to death. Yeah. Which, and so he, the Bible man like shows up at Faye Dunaway's place, and he kind of like, "I'm not afraid of you." And the Bible man's like, "Okay, I'll see you later, then, bud." Yeah, he's like, "I did it. I'm the I'm the best at Bye Bye Mans." Yep. So he starts driving home, and 
sees sports ball just standing in the middle of the the lane. He's like, this chick can't be real. I'm not afraid. I'm a punch Fear's it. The, Fear is the mind killer. Yeah. And yeah, so he like hits the gas and drives through that. He's like, ha ha ha. I knew it. I, oh, it's librarian. Whack. <laughs> I'm going to look behind me as I drive forward at a high rate of speed down a dark road because nothing could possibly happen that's bad. No, not at all. And then he kills the librarian who tried to contact him earlier. Yeah, because she had killed her entire family, apparently. Yeah. But now she's dead. Yep. And the car, like, flips over on its side. Yeah. So he uh, he heads home, but back at the old homestead. Uh, variable accent day, like, is cleaning herself up in the, the bathroom sink. And she looks up and sees big love and big love and then but it's not big love it's really sports ball man yeah and sports ball man sees not nev campbell all bloody bloodied up and shit like she got hit by the world's smallest train yeah one of the model ones Hmm? one of those model trains yeah and so we have this whole series of scenes where one person is talking to a person who is not the person they think it is, and they are not hearing the thing that the other person is saying, but instead of he- instead hearing something else. Yeah. And that is not confusing in any way. No, it's totally comprehensible and not a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> and then, uh, old, uh, Big Love shows up, heads upstairs where Sports Ball is trying to stab Variable Accent Day with a pair of scissors. Yeah. Well, a pair of shears, really. Or like fab like fabric shears. But isn't? Well, no. But what is? happens Okay, so what happens is uh Big Love tackles Sports Ball off of Variable Accent Day. And the sports ball ends up on top of Big Love, who has a pistol. We forgot to mention the pistol. He has a pistol. He got it from and, the pistol store earlier. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then sports ball man tries to stab him with the scissors. So Big Love shoots sports ball man in the gut. And he makes an, oh, fuck, you just shot me face. And then they, but then like they cut away and cut back, and it's not actually Sports Ball Man. It's really Variable Accent Day, who was trying to stab Sports Ball Man with the scissors, the shears, and he is now. And Big Love has now shot his girlfriend, and killed her. Yeah. Also, shit is on fire. I think somehow stuff ends up on fire, and I don't remember how that happens. Yeah, it might be now. It might be later. It doesn't matter. As soon. Yeah. And for the rest of your life. It's fine. This is fine. Yeah, it's all fine. And, and uh, the Bye Bye so, Man shows up and is all like, I'm Doug Jones. I need work. Yeah, like, I mean, Star Trek Discovery is great and all, but I could always use more money. And uh, the dog, the dog's there. It's an important part. It, it starts eating uh, uh, very laxant day's face. Yeah, that's cool. I guess. And 
And then Doug Jones like puts his finger on the forehead of Big Love and sees uh, his niece walking in on into his parents' bedroom and his parents that her parents like sit up and they both have bloody eyes and mouths implying that the bye-bye man was going to take take out the rest of his family as well. And he's like, no, I'm not afraid of you. You can't. Well, I just killed my girlfriend, so maybe I should be scared of you. And then uh, the bye-bye man touches his forehead again, and there's like a doorbell sound. Yeah. And I- it's not the bye-bye man causing that sound. It's it's Anders down below ringing the doorbell trying to get a hold of Big Love. I do love diegetic ghost monster head poke doorbell noises. <laughs> That's a... That's a sentence you never thought you'd have to say in this life, isn't it, Chris? It's a very specific thing I like that has only come up right now. <laughs> He's like, I wrote that in my journal when I was 12. Yeah. The prophecy has been fulfilled. Uh, I don't want to tell you what happens next, but... Mm, probably nothing good. That's nah, all right. Okay. So, uh, yep, his brother's there because he's there. And he was like, man, my brother sure was acting weird at the police station. I should probably get my infant or my young daughter to go to his house. That seems like the best place for my child right now. Yeah. So I'm not real good with child ages because I don't have kids. How old was that daughter? Like, was she like six? Uh, Eight? Six to ten, we'll say. Okay. Because, like, I don't know how old kids are when they start talking. I don't know how old kids are when they start walking. Like, I don't know. Like, she is some somewhere, but like, under the age of 13, greater than the age of two in my head. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know how kids work. Too young to be dragged off to some sort of intervention for your brother who is just got picked up by the cops. Yeah. At, like, 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, it's dark and shit. Yeah. And, uh... Brother's knocking on the door like, hey, man, I brought your niece because I'm not good at parenting. You sure he wasn't like, hey, 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 hey? He might have been. Okay. I was nominally watching this movie at this point. Knocking on brother's door. Yeah, no, that's no, not your best work. Okay. Sorry. Okay, that's fine. It's just how I feel. They can't all be winners. And uh, he's like, hey, uh, what's going on in there? Sounds like ghost monsters and shit. And Big Love's like, nah, nah, it's cool. Just get the fuck out of here. And I can't tell you anything because I would tell you anything. It's bad. Uh, Why don't you just go and not come back? Thanks. Bye. Yeah. But Brother's like, no, I'm not going to do that thing. And and meanwhile, the daughter's like, can we go inside? I got to pee. Yeah. Which, you know, that's pretty that's pretty kid accurate. Yeah. He's like, just go pee over there outside. She's like, pee outside? <laughs> yeah, fuck that. He's like, that's fine. No one will see you. Just go. And she's like, fine. Yeah. And uh, Big Love decides the only way to end everything is to end everything. Yep. And so he puts the pistola up to his head and pulls the trigger. Yep. And curse splat. Now, did you think that somehow the bullet was going to hit Anders and or the daughter? 
No, I refuse to put more thought into this than the people making it did. Okay, because I kind of assumed that somehow, like, him shooting himself was going to kill someone else to, like, make things more tragic. No, I was pretty much under the impression that they were going to do exactly what they did, but then they swerved me. That's good. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Anders is like, no! But then he's like, um, you know, it's been a hot minute since my daughter went to go pee. Uh, daughter? Yeah. But she's just in the truck because it's cold. Yeah. And he's like yelling all around for her and he's looking all over. Oh, no, she's in the truck. Yeah. And she's like, hey, I'm in the truck. It's cold. Also, this house is on fire now. Yeah. Shouldn't we go take, go help, uh, Uncle Big Love? And Andrew's like, nah, I don't think the fire can hurt him anymore. Yeah, and I'm like, how reassuring and horrible all at the same time. <laughs> and he's like, and she's like, well, it's okay, but you know what? I found a, I found a piece of furniture out in the woods where Big Love had tossed it earlier in the movie. We just didn't mention it because it really wasn't that fucking important. No, and it still isn't. No, and she, and she's and he's like, and then he's like, really? He's like, yeah, there's a bunch of writing in it. And he's like, oh, what did it say? She's like. I can't read in the dark. You know that. I'm not a flashlight. And you're like, oh, you you were teasing us that maybe she read about the bye-bye man, but she didn't. Yeah, you know, like a flashlight, renowned for its ability to read in dark circumstances. Yes. Oh, kids. <laughs> she just watched a lot of Pitch Perfect, too. It's fine. So they uh, they drive off. The cops are there. And uh, what I do like is one of the beat cops is talking to the detective from earlier. And he's like, let me get this straight. You had this dude in custody who now pretty much looks like killed multiple people, set a house on fire, ran over some librarian in the fucking street, killed her goddamn family. And you're just like, Nah, it's cool. I'm gonna let him go. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, it's a fair read. You're bad at your job. Indeed. But she had a hunch, so it's fine. Yeah. And then they managed to pull Sports Ballman out of the house, only mostly burnt. And, uh, He's trying to say something. She's like, just tell me what it, tell me what you need to say. What do you need to say? And of course, they don't play the audio, but you can see him mouth the words, bye-bye, man. Da-da-da. And seed. Indeed. That's so, the, Chris, what? That's it. That's, that's the end. That's but what it. did you think of this movie? Uh, I don't think it's particularly good. I think there's a good movie here, but for whatever reason, there was zero focus on, like, what the hell was the Bye Bye Man's deal? Why were there trains? Why were there coins? Why did he have a monster dog? What was he trying to accomplish with all this shit? It just never explained. Why Bye Bye Man? Why Bye Bye Man? Why? It's, I mean, it's not terrible. 
It's not good. I'd say it's slightly below average. But there's... It's the kind of movie where... As soon as you... Poke a hole in it... It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger... And you can't undo it once you've done it. It's like when you drop a stitch in knitting... And all of a sudden the whole thing starts to unravel. Yeah. The... The acting is okay-ish. The it's really not a matter of the technical aspects of it. The acting's fine. The directing's fine. Cinematography's fine. Yeah, it has some creepy moments. It has some suspenseful moments. Some CGI fire is not so good. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no. There's no stakes because you don't know what the fucking point is. Like, oh no, if the bye-bye man wins, then something will happen. I guess. Probably. It's, it's, prob- it's probably bad because Doug Jones is here and that's not good normally. <laughs> so I'm going I'm to guess it's bad. <laughs> oh no, Doug Jones is in makeup. Run away. Yeah, that can't be good for anybody involved. Oh, I mean, unless it's Star Trek Discovery. I mean, I'm going to say you could probably pass on this one. It's... You've seen this movie better. A hundred times. One hundo T? One hundo T. Yeah, it... It doesn't do anything particularly well... And what it does poorly, it does pretty poorly. I say pass on this one. What do you say, Troy? I mean, I'm always a sucker for, like, a killer meme movie. Like, I kind of like the the concept of that. Um, But, yeah, this one, like, I watched it in two parts. I've tried to watch it. So, so, you know, we record on Sunday nights just to pull back the the, the curtain a little bit here. Uh, and normally, Chris and Hotlanta watch the movie right before we record. I often watch it on Saturday nights because it just works better for my schedule that way. I got about 53 minutes into this movie and just was like, I can't anymore. I just can't. Like, this movie, like, nothing has happened in the first 53 minutes of this movie. And... I went to bed and then I watched the rest of it Sunday, like at two or three o'clock in the afternoon. But, uh, yeah, I mean like the first, the first 50 minutes of this movie could be 15 minutes. Um, and it picks up, it picks up after a while and you get to the scary stuff. I mean, Doug Jones creeping around into the back of scenes is pretty cool. Pretty creepy showing up like in like reflections and shit like that's creepy. Um, that's kind of where any of the dread in this movie comes from because other than that, it's just boring. Um, yeah. honestly. So yeah, I'm going to say pass on this movie. Uh, I don't think, yeah, I mean, there, there's a better version of the movie to be made. Like, a remake of this, I would be okay with, 100%. I want to know P, because 
like there's a story here. You just didn't tell me a story. You just showed me a series of images, some of which were creepy and some of which were confusing and none of which were really that entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. If they would have bothered to say anything about the bye bye man at all, maybe. Like, why is, why is there a train? Why is the train number 4241? Does that fucking matter? I don't know. There's a lot why of doubloons. Why is there a monster dog with no skin? Why yeah, why are there gold coins? Who the fuck knows? I don't. I want because the movie didn't explain any of this or show it to me. Like you can show and don't tell. That's fine. There was no showing or telling. I I how do I describe this? It's like uh hereditary meets Oculus. Fu- Oculus, yes. But bad. But but bad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'd skip it just skip it Mm-hmm. so what are you watching next week chris oh we're gonna watch the zombie king as suggested by mrs christabel aloysius reynolds the third esquire esquire yeah uh it looks really stupid uh i i believe it stars edward furlong and Corey Feldman? Yeah. And in the 2000s. Yeah. A zombie movie with Edward Furlong and Corey Feldman in the 2000s. I have the lowest of expectations. I watched the trailer. Um So there's that. Yep. And thankfully it apparently does not feature Ascension Millennium. Which makes me happy. It makes me sad. Mm. So, uh, what if other people want to recommend Corey Feldman slash Edward Furlong vehicles? How would they do that? Well, they could go to our Facebook page, which is Slaughterhouse Princess on Facebook. They could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. They could go to our Discord server at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. Those are honestly like the three best ways to get a hold of us. I mean, you could try tweeting us at Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in Princess. And I'm pretty sure the bot will stick something into the Discord for us because we're not checking that Twitter very much. Uh, you can go to r slash SHP podcast. I probably will get a mod mail that the new a new thing has been created, but maybe not. Um, I think those are the other ways to get a hold of us. Uh, if you want to listen to us in other ways other than you're already doing, you could go to Stitcher, iTunes, Google Music, Google Play. I don't know what they're calling it now. Uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify. You can tell your Alexa to play Slaughterhouse Princess podcast. Uh, you could do that with your Google like by saying, like, okay, Google, play Slaughterhouse Princess podcast. Um, you could go to slaughterhouseprincess.com and just download it straight from there. Uh, and other things to be found on Slaughterhouse Princess Podcast are our store, which is store.slaughterhouseprincess.com, and our Patreon at patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com, where we can get money from you. And uh, just for our patrons, we have made more progress in our little special Patreon project. So uh, things are moving apace. Mm-hmm. 
We'll come back next time for The Zombie King. And while their podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. Bones and all, you could just swallow it.